Crack that coconut. Who wants to open up? Welcome back to Crack That Coconut. I am excited to share this bonus episode with you um, just to give you a bit of a taste for what's to come in season two. So in this episode, I actually guest appeared on Danielle Lewis's Spark Founders podcast, which is also a YouTube series, and had a wine with her, told her a bit about what led me to start Crack That Coconut found a burnout and how I manage it all doing crack that coconut on the side of a full-time gig. So I really hope you enjoy the episode. It was a lot of fun to record with Danielle. Um, Danielle is the founder of Scrunch and the Spark Founders program. So I'd encourage you to check both out. Um, And yeah, she's done a whole series with these amazing female founders all on Spotify under Spark Founders. So I encourage you to check them out if you enjoy and yeah, that's it. Have fun. Well, Juliet, thank you so much for being here today. Um, I'm so excited to chat with you. We spoke uh, a couple of weeks ago now and we got talking about founders and burnout and, you know, starting a side hustle and growing a business. And I went, oh, my God, we've got to talk to you on the Spark TV channel um, and podcast. So I'm so um, appreciative that you're spending your time with us for a cheeky virtual vino. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so of course. Excited. Of course. So why don't we start out with a little bit of your background and how you actually got to starting your business, Crack That Coconut? Yeah, yeah. So I've I've always been really interested in business and I think had a very entrepreneurial spirit since I was um, a young kid. I know my mum tells a story of when I was like four years old and had my first French croissant I said, I need to open up a bakery that's real French like food in our neighborhood. Oh my God. And so that's very deceptive at such a young age. (laughs) I know. And so that, that like spirit has stayed with me, but what I've been passionate about where I've been directed that attention has, has evolved. (laughs) Still love croissants though. Um, And (laughs) And we'll never die. Exactly. Uh, so I ended up studying science and law at university um, and went into management consulting uh, just to learn sort of the ropes of how businesses operate and um, yeah really enjoyed that but during my time in management consulting I was working sort of pretty long hours and mm. burning the stick um, at both ends and also suffering from an eating disorder so oh, really wow. wasn't looking after my health um, mm at all or very well um but at at this time I started to realize the importance um of looking after our mental health and notice that a lot of people were sort of struggling with um sort of the demands of consulting and not really talking about it and so Mm. it was while I was doing that kind of work I started doing these weekly meditations and like stood up a mental health committee and yeah really started to find this real passion for Um, helping people realize the importance of it and talking about it and giving them some of the tools that I was using to to manage my my mental health. Mm. Um, And yeah, it was sort of when COVID hit in 2020, I 
had I slowed down the pace slowed down a bit it took some time to reflect and um yeah got some advice from a friend who sort of suggested I started getting help for my own mental health struggles um yeah. and yeah sort of through that process I um started getting a lot better and started really thinking about how can I help more people um and help them avoid getting to kind of the state that I got to where it mm. took a while to because you know, I was sort of burnt out because I just hadn't been looking after myself properly um mm. and how do I help people avoid that um and avoid getting to that kind of state that I got to so yeah that kind of started this exploration and conversations with myself talking to um other founders in the mental health space and other people who um yeah had gone through similar challenges and kind of realized that the real challenge is that we don't seek the tools that are available to us when we need them most we sort of wait for someone to intervene or for us to hit kind of rock bottom before we kind of take action and so I've kind of zeroed in and realized that like there was such an opportunity in breaking the mental health stigma and having more conversations about it um, with those who are closest to us because they're there it's just we're not able to recognize maybe what we're going through um, when we need to start having that conversation so that's kind of what led me to starting crack that coconut um, which is yeah a podcast and card game cracking the mental health stigma so um, good yeah. <laughs> epic name I love it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um, and yeah so that's like it's just been really really important for me to open up more conversations about um mental health and so um yeah well I mean I love it and it's really interesting and I think this is why I really wanted to speak with you more is because you know when we see founder media entrepreneur headlines so often we see um founder burnout as you know one of the the things that we're kind of bombarded with sometimes i see founder burnout and i think oh my god i'm burnt out and i like you know it's that headline that, that triggers me um but i guess i wanted to get your perspective on what founder burnout is what it looks like and how we do actually get to that point mm. Yeah, and that's such an important um, conversation to have and I'm so excited to yeah, talk to you about it because, you know, as as a founder yourself, I'm sure you have um, yeah can relate to some of the things you're uh, Yes, <laughs> I'm taking um, notes as we speak. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, for just a bit of context, like the World Health Organization actually defines burnout as reaching a state of, like, um, it's like a syndrome where um, I've got it here <laughs> resulting from chronic workplace stress that hasn't been successfully managed. Mm. And yeah, I think for, as a founder, like you almost are the business um, and yeah. often it's you alone or even with a team, there's a lot of pressure you put on yourself for the business to succeed, to, to be what you want it to be. Um, and I think the real, the real challenge with founder burnout is putting your whole identity into your work. Mm. And this can happen to people, you know, to so many people. It doesn't have to be founders, but I think it's particularly prevalent in founders because, because it is your passion. It's something you're throwing your whole, whole self into. And I think that's where burnout <laughs> occurs when you are, your work is your identity. And so I think 
What? It's so interesting that you actually yeah. said that because we even had a um, a personal branding masterclass yesterday yeah. at Spark, and I'm like, just hearing you talk, I'm like, oh my god, you're right. Because even our personal brands become about our work. So, mm-hmm. like, you think about you know not just having a glass of wine on the weekend, but you're probably talking about and doing something that's related to your business. So it's like you can't escape it. I think. Yeah, no one's ever said that before, like that, you know, your whole identity is wrapped up in the business you've created. I think that's a hugely important point. Yeah, and I think it's it's sort of feels counterintuitive at first that you need to disassociate yourself or your identity from your business because you think the more I throw into it, the more I care about it, like the more dedicated I am and, you know, the more it's going to succeed. But what you're kind of making yourself and the business susceptible to is that you take the failures or challenges or roadblocks personally when they happen to your business. So, um, you know, things like, yeah, an idea doesn't go well. um, You all of a sudden think it's reflective of you and your, um, you know, it's whatever you see your trees are. Like, this is me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What you um, like, whether you're smart enough, whether you're doing the right thing, whether you should have taken this risk on on going all in on a new business. And and what actually ends up happening is that when there's a failure in the business and if you're so attached to, your identity is so attached to the business, then you break down as well. And Mm -hmm. so then there's actually no one there to pull the pieces together and to do what the business needs to do to move forward. And so even though it does feel a bit, counterintuitive at first it's actually so important to have a detached identity because you need to be there for when something goes wrong as the founder um, to to put it back together and keep the business on track so I think it's actually yeah a really important uh, but difficult thing to do. Yeah, totally. So how would we, like, I mean, it's interesting because like I'm sitting here hearing the things you're saying going, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is this is me. But how, you know, if we're new to this concept, how might we identify that we've, we're burnt out or that we need to, even if maybe we're not burnt out, but we're on the road to being burnt out. Is there anything that we can kind of, I guess, you know, have a little bit of self-awareness, have a little bit of, um, you know, do a little bit of a stock take of ourselves. Is there, are there any kind of signs that we should be looking for that we might not be on the right path? Yeah, definitely. So I think burnout kind of, uh, when you can, you can identify that burnout's starting to arise when you're feeling really depleted, like you've lost that, um, like, oomph, that, oh, mm. this feels amazing to do it. Like work starts to feel a little bit more, you know, like a drag or that um, you kind of finish a day and you just feel like so depleted rather than energized, which is how you used to feel. Um, mm. So I think that's when you can start identifying and seeing that um, the burnout is is occurring. And it's also things like not being able to switch off, um, you know, carrying stress through from your work into your personal life. So like having mm. um, snaps at your partner and, you know, being (laughs) not sleeping (laughs) yeah not sleeping and sort of yeah not finding the enjoyment out of the things that you usually find enjoyment I think that they're all like real telling signs that um I think often come up and we kind of we know that they're there and we sort of know why they're coming up but not we don't really 
act, act upon them and mm. yeah that's sort of your question about what can what can you do when we start to to recognize um these these things coming up i think firstly if you've never really done the work to um understand your values i think that's a really important first step to like identify that you're not you are not your work and you actually have mm. other aspects of your life that are really um really important to you and so sort of writing them down on a piece of paper and like yes my work is like one aspect but also my family my partner going out with friends on a Friday night like whatever it is like doing exercising three times a week and you start to map them out and realize I think it can help you realize that your work is not (laughs) your full identity be all and end all yeah like Mm. at the end of the day if the business um doesn't succeed you will still have a lot of value in your life. And I think it's mm. being able to, yeah, detach from that. And something that my mom said to me once, which just always makes me laugh, when I was getting really worked up, like I was totally, I had totally attached my identity to my work when I was in consulting. So it was something I had to unlearn. Um, but she said, like, you know, doctors, they have to, they have to come home after a really hard day. Like they might have lost a patient <laughs> or whatever. And like they've got to be able to, detach themselves from it and Mm. go home and keep living their life because they did all that they could do within um you know to help that person I think that's getting some perspective is helpful oh my god it's so funny because my partner says to me they're like there is someone performing brain surgery right now not as stressed as you (laughs) I'm like damn it (laughs) yeah well it's like stress is we all feel stress it's like how do we make sure that we don't take that home with us mm. you know, and carry that with us all the time? Um, and that's where that's where the challenge lies. <laughs> as well. So then, so that's probably a good segue into um, you know the podcast, the card game. You know, what are some strategies that we can use as founders once we've kind of gone? Okay, I think we're I think we need to do something here, or I think we need to ask ourselves some serious questions. Um, you know, what else can we do to be starting to to mend? I guess. Yeah, I think you know, firstly, looking after yourself and making sure that you um, do the things that are most important to you. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, getting enough sleep is something for me that, like, if I don't get enough sleep, then my, my energy just goes like off a cliff um, okay. over time. <laughs> Um, I think it's also, yeah, making time in each day to, to make, uh, do something that connects you with yourself. And so for some people like me, it's meditation. For others, it might be journaling, might be going for a walk around the block, um, you know, or like having a phone call with your partner or your mom or something that you just like makes you feel connected. I think that's really important, like making time for, for other things because work can, um, can feel like it's taking up all that time but yeah I've been listening to this other podcast and like 10 minutes of your day or 14 14 minutes of your day is one percent of your day I mean you think about like that it's just nothing to be able to give yourself 14 minutes um to make you feel uh yeah connected relaxed do whatever you need to do um and it's so impactful so I think they're sort of like more tactical things but it varies person to person but I would say like doing what you what you love what you value making sure that there's time for that in your day or week um and being kind to yourself yeah not the not the berating negative self-talk that we sometimes 
partake in when we're feeling guilty that we're taking time for ourselves. I think that, you know, that's one thing I've learned is to speak kindly to myself and give myself a little bit of grace when I feel like things are getting a little bit out of control. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's, um, yeah, easier said than done, but uh, like the more you manage it and, um, yeah, prevent it from getting to that place where you do burn out and then you have to spend mm. the time recovering. Um, yeah, the better it is for yourself, for your health and like and your business. Yeah. And so so interesting that um, you know, when you were doing management consulting, you kind of got to that point um uh, where you were burnt out. Um and now um you must be a sucker for punishment because now you're both working a job and you have a business. <laughs> So talk to me about that process. So how are you finding managing both? How do you um, do that successfully or, or, you know, or however um, you do and, and how are you sort of managing, you know, not becoming burnt out, juggling two things? Cause I know we've got a few, quite a few people that tune in who, who do actually do both and they're not, they haven't quite taken the leap to full time yet. Mm, yeah, no, it's a, it's a good question. And I think, <laughs> um yeah something that I'm I'm still working on and I'm obviously actively managing myself because um yeah at the moment because it is does it is a lot of work um mm. I think what the difference in um how I feel about it now to what I where I was at in management consulting was a few things like firstly I look after my physical and mental health a lot better so mm-hmm. I make time for exercise I eat a healthy diet and I meditate like almost daily I'm not perfect <laughs> but I um I, I do make time for it when I notice that my energy levels are, are really coming down mm, and awesome. secondly I think it's because I find so much passion and um, mm. purpose and in, in the work that I'm doing that um, it keeps me motivated to kind of keep going and so yeah I think that's the second and then third I'm better at being able to detach myself from the work so yeah. I go to my work I do um, my job but uh, then when I come home I sort of leave leave that behind or if I'm in my virtual in my work from home office I leave it in the study and close the door close the door (laughs) sometimes you slam the door and that's okay too (laughs) yeah and like kind of make that active effort to Mm. switch to um whether it's crack that coconut time or social time or um yeah exercise I often use like exercise or a shower to kind of break the two apart or my commute sometimes um but yeah I think it is, it is challenging, but what keeps the side hustle going is really my passion for the project and for helping people and the feedback I get that kind of just keeps me going that like, you know, when you feel like you're actually helping people and it mm. sort of makes me so excited and I just want to do more. Like, honestly, if I, yeah, if I could, I would do more, but I think because I know I'm probably at my limit, <laughs> my capacity, but I kind of just have to go at the pace that um, that suits me. Like I hear lots of stories of, you know, podcasts or other founders who kind of took their business from zero to hundred in, you know, two years. And I, I'm just not going to be like that. I think while I'm not doing it full time, I'm realizing and appreciating that I've got to grow at a more slower, sustainable pace. Um, 
I think that I think that's yeah. a really good point to like underline though, because I feel like there's so this the hustle culture was such a thing, you know, and especially I, I feel like when I started my first business scrunch 10 years ago, I feel like for the first eight years, it was all hustle culture, you know, it was all like, you know, if you're tired, drink coffee, you know, like the harder you work, the more you'll get and rah, 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 and I'm actually loving because it was interesting. I went through a personal phase where I was like, I, I'm just doing things because that's what everyone tells me I should do. You know, like I was really showing up in the business, you know, wearing the clothes, doing the things. I, that's like the picture that I had to portray. And it wasn't until I kind of decided that I wanted to run a business my own way that things actually started to fall into place a lot better for me and the business. And, um, and I love that that has now coincided with the fact that there's a lot of content coming out online around doing it your own way, you know, around how people can create a business in so many different ways. You don't have to be the unicorn, raise capital, be worth a billion dollar story. You can still, you know, have a business that suits you, whether it's your lifestyle, you can, you know, there's people that work remotely, have remote teams who make millions of dollars. There are, you know, people that, you know, do so many different, um, you know, combinations of, of business ideas now that I feel like you can actually create something that aligns to you and your values and where you're at in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do do that, I think that that's such a huge step towards not getting burnt out as well. Yeah, that is that is so true. And I think you're right. That's the way I think more people are starting to think about it and it just mm. makes it more sustainable and actually more likely for you to keep going with that project and, and mm. take it into a business. And I think mm. I have to remind myself quite frequently, you know, just because someone else looks like they like <laughs> nailed it or grew super fast within two years and I'm, you know, almost well, they're just pretending on Instagram. Realistically, <laughs> you don't really know about some of these people. <laughs> exactly. And you don't, but you sort of compare yourself. And so you've just totally. got to remind yourself where you are, where you are and what's important. And I think, yeah, having done the work of identifying what's really important to me and knowing that being <laughs> being healthy, um, you know, not being exhausted, getting enough sleep is mm. all really important. Um, yeah, and it makes me feel like, the way I'm doing it's okay and yeah I don't want to start a business that then I feel like this pressure to grow at a certain rate like I think it actually will influence the way I do take it full time when I get to that stage um, which you know will keep yeah as you said enable me to create a business that is enables me to work in the way that I want to work and Mm. you know at the pace that I want to I work at and yeah And I think like a common theme is just being really intentional about it. You know, one of the strategies that you mentioned was, you know, sitting down and writing down your values. And I think it's kind of the same for people's business structure. They really need to think about, okay, well, have I created a business that aligns to those values that I wrote down? Or am I operating day to day in a way that aligns to those values? Um, I think that that's so important to be intentional about everything that you do otherwise the days just pass so quickly and you're a slave to your to-do list and then it's no wonder that people get burned out yeah that actually just reminded me of this podcast I listened to and it was um I think it was the female startup club and there was someone oh yeah um a podcast business that her and her partner had created 
And they had created it to give themselves a lifestyle that they wanted where they could have a business that's sort of, um, you know, self-operated if they wanted to go away for periods of time. And they kind of wanted to have a small team that they could manage, but then, you know, and, and that obviously changes the kind of growth and model of the business that, that you can um, achieve. And they ended up getting to the state where they were growing to, they were putting too much emphasis on growth and actually trying to pump out like, I don't know, five episodes a week or something. And then they looked back and realized that they had built a business that didn't support the lifestyle they wanted anymore. It was becoming mm. this <laughs> really demanding um, thing. And I think, they, then they sort of decide to scale back and go back to the sort of pace that they wanted to to operate at. And, you know, yeah, it is it is your choice as a founder. And I think that's amazing that we have that ability to create a work, yeah. a work environment that we want to be in. Totally. And it is really interesting too, like that kind of says to me that, you know, it's not a set and forget thing. It is a sit down, write down your values. How's the business going to look? But you've got to keep checking in with yourself. Yeah. You know, you, it's this isn't just like a, oh, I've ticked off not getting burned out, you know? Because yeah, we all look like, you know, you get excited, the hive, it's doing really well and you go, oh, I can be like this. And yeah. Then, yeah, you do have to check in and um, make sure it's still aligning with, yeah, the values that you hold. Yeah, no, I love that so much. Um, okay, so talk to me about the card game because I love, so it opens up conversations. Am I correct in saying that? Do you want to give yes. us a, just a quick brief on the card game? Yeah, so the card game is designed to open up more meaningful conversations between family and friends. So suitable for, um, for ages 11 plus and it really is conversation starters so like how's your day really or um some sort of quirky ones like would you rather talk to animals or uh, speak every human language and so yeah it's just designed to spark interesting conversations that actually end up going down lots of different rabbit holes um rather than sort of the surface level stuff that sometimes we find ourselves talking about I love that so much. Like, it's like, it reminds me of how some people are on like autopilot so much, you know, like, hi, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Like, oh my God, you know, like we go through those motions. Um, and I think sometimes when we sit down to kind of determine what our values are, it's kind of hard if we haven't opened ourselves up and had a deeper la layer of conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's really interesting. I um my partner's really good at this actually. He he's because of the type of work he's in, he asks those really gritty conversation um, questions. And it really does kind of make you stop and think and kind of go, actually, I'm not just giving this lip service. This is really meaningful, you know, and and I guess pushing yourself to really think about what's important to you. And, you know, if you don't have someone in your life that does that for you, I love the idea of having the prompt of the card game and actually inviting those conversations with other people. Um, mm -hmm. That could work amazing in the work. Like, do you recommend it for the workplaces as well? Yeah, definitely. Cool. I mean, I think it's, yeah, as you said, creating that environment that can be really hard to just start the conversation mm. and once you have mm. a, like a game and sets the context and I think something else is really powerful is hearing other people open up about yes. their own experiences and then it enables you to sort of speak up about something that you've been mm. feeling or experiencing that's actually quite similar and then to build deeper connections and um yeah just 
I've experienced that myself in, in playing the game and heard some really great stories of people opening up about um, pregnancies and life, wow. like big life events because of the card game, which just brings me so much joy and um, yeah, keeps me motivated to keep keep that's, going with it. <laughs> that's so good. I love that. Everybody needs this card game in their life, in their business, in their in workplaces. This is so good. So, okay. So tell me, um, we're going to wrap. So I would love um, just thinking about you know, we've had so many good conversations around um, you know, burnout, what that looks like, how we can overcome it, you know, how you manage corporate life versus startup life, all of the things. We have people who join Spark TV because they're actually wanting to break into starting their own business and they're not quite ready to take the leap. Um, is there anything that you would uh, tell yourself before starting a business, any advice that you would give to somebody um, you know, who's kind of on the fence and, and feels a little bit nervous. Um, any words of wisdom that you might offer while we, while we wrap up? Mm, yeah, I love this question. Um, I think my, my advice would be to just get started. Like, even if it's the, very, the smallest thing, you know, we, we spend all this time dreaming and ideating and, you know, we go, oh, is this going to work? And you sort of talk yourself out of it before you even give it a chance to succeed. Yeah. And I think the best thing you can do is like, MVP, you know, test test your idea in a very small way. And so for me, that was like with an Instagram page and then a card game, you know, and then a podcast. It's like you can actually just put something out into the mm. world and get instant feedback. And like then that will give you a bit of the the taste Next for it. Step. And I think if you if you get some good feedback, then you keep going and like then it's up to you of how much time you want to dedicate to it. You know, if you're still in a full-time job, like that could be hard to take that leap. You know, I'm still there, yeah. <laughs> not ready to, to go all in, but I would say just, just get started one foot forward. I love that so much. I, um, I was, I watched a training this morning as well. And that was one thing they said was like, just do one thing and get it right. And then just do the next thing and get it right. Cause I think sometimes, you know, you see other people online and you're like, well, they have a podcast and a YouTube channel and a TikTok, and they've got this cool website and they've got five courses and they've got this product. And you're like, oh my God, how do I do all these things? So I just love that advice. Like just one thing, get feedback, put one foot in front of the other. You don't have to be, you know, Nike on day one, you know, you just, yeah. just get started. That's, that's amazing. Oh my God. Well, you are fantastic, Juliet. Thank you so much for joining us today on Spark TV. Cheers. I appreciate having a, having a wine with you. Um, I just know that there's so many people who will dial in to this episode and, you know, I think take a look at what they're doing and if we have you know helped one person just you know avoid that burnout or, or take some steps to look after themselves then I think you and I have done our jobs today so I'm, I'm stoked yes. thank you for being here oh amazing thank you so much Danielle for having me it's been a real pleasure and lovely to yeah chat all things about um crack that coconut and yeah, amazing what you're doing. And thank you so much for the Spark program. I think it's been so amazing. And yeah, it's people like you who sort of help me keep going, you know? So thanks. And that's a success. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> awesome. Cheers. Awesome. Cheers. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did, share it with a friend who you think it might be useful for. 
Um, and if you want to support Crack That Coconut, please leave us a review on Spotify or Apple. Um, or you can also uh, contact me on Instagram at Crack That Coconut if you want to um, give you some feedback or are interested in coming on an episode or want to request a certain episode. Um, would love to hear from you. And if you also want to open up more meaningful conversations like these with your family and friends, then we have our conversational card game, which is available via our Instagram and website. So check that out. <laughs>